Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 524, if you will, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. the present and the future. Today we are reading Second Chronicles chapter 3 verses 15 through 17. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray of the Lord Jesus Christ I praise you and I thank you for your holy word I thank you and I praise you for uh, the privilege to pray the power of prayer and I pray that you grant me your energy and your strength your unction and your anointing, your and the power of your Holy Spirit to read and to understand and comprehend your Holy Word. And then, Lord, to uh, apply it to my life, obey it, and Lord, I pray that others would do the same. Lord, Lord, I pray that uh, you will help me to pray, to read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word, and to preach your holy gospel, so that others may come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen.
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure and joy to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Second Chronicles chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Also he made before the house two pillars of thirty and five cubits high, and the chapter that was on the top of each of them was five cubits. And he made chains as in the oracle, and put them on the heads of the pillars, and made an hundred pomegranates, and put them on the chains. And he reared up the pillars before the temple, one on the right hand and the other on the left and called the name of that on the right hand uh, Jachin, and the name of that on the left Boaz. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we thank you for your holy word. Give us deep understanding of it as we uh, meditate on it uh, and to apply it to our lives and to our uh, various situations. For your glory, praise, and honor in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and uh, to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. My beloved, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 569. Today we're at Lamentations chapter 3 verse 41 which reads, Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. The act of prayer teaches us our unworthiness. May I repeat that? The act of prayer 
teaches us our unworthiness, which is a very salutary, salutary lesson for such proud beings as we are. If God gave us favors without constraining us, go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. If God gave us favors, blessings, everything we wanted, and without constraining us to pray for them, we should never know how poor and wretched and unworthy we really are. Go ahead, Spurgeon. I see you and I hear you. As I look up to heaven, go ahead, Spurgeon. And I added the word wretched, but you got the message. But a true prayer is an inventory, an inventory of wants. A catalog of necessities, a revelation of hidden poverty, while it is an application to divine wealth. It is a confession of human emptiness. The most healthy state of a Christian is to be always empty in self and constantly depending upon the Lord Jesus Christ for the supplies, for the supplies, the things that are needed to be always poor in self and rich in Jesus. Weak as water personally, but mighty through God to do great exploits, and hence the use of prayer. Because while it adores God, it lays the creature where it should be in the very dust. My, my, my. Go here, Spurgeon. Prayer is in itself, apart from the answer which it brings, a great benefit to the Christian, to the Christian. Allow me to repeat that. Prayer is in itself, apart from the answer which it brings, a great benefit to the Christian, as the runner gains strength for the race by daily exercise. So for the great race of life, we acquire energy by the hallowed labor of prayer. Prayer plumes the wings of God's young eaglets that they may learn to mount above the clouds. Prayer girds the loins of God's warriors and sends them forth to combat with their sinews braced and their muscles firm.
an earnest pleader cometh out of his closet, even as the sun ariseth from the chambers of the east, rejoicing like a strong man to run his race. Prayer is that uplifted hand of Moses. Prayer is that uplifted hand of Moses which routs the Amalekites more than the sword of Joshua. It is the arrow shot from the chamber of the prophet foreboding defeat to the Syrians. Prayer girds human weakness with a divine strength, turns human folly into heavenly wisdom, and gives to troubled mortals the peace of God that passeth all understanding and joy unspeakable. We know not what prayer cannot do. We thank thee, great God, for the mercy seat, a choice proof of thy loving uh, kindness, your long suffering. Uh, your marvelous long-suffering. Help us to use it aright throughout this day for your glory, praise, and honor. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you so much for this encouraging time. And Lord, we thank you that we have to ask and seek and knock, we have to pray, even in your uh, economy. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move over to the famous family verses. I have dubbed them the family verses. Because God speaks to everybody in the family. And since the family is so messed up today, uh, God has led me to expound upon upon me uh, each and every day each section of the family verses. Right now, this is our third day, a third, our third and last day, dealing with what God has said to husbands. We spend three days on each segment. And so let's read, uh, as we've already dealt with much of it over the past two days, let's read the commandments of God for husbands. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 Husbands, love your wives Even as Christ also loved the church And gave himself for it I know for a fact That if the husband did this And the wife did what God told her to do 
If the husband would obey God's commandments and the wife would obey God's commandments, uh, they can have a long, happy, cheerful, joyful family. And that's how it should be. Not based upon our feelings and what we think. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own husbands. Pardon me. Uh, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth him, loveth his wife, loveth himself. Allow me to repeat that. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Sir, do you love your wife that way? If you have the God kind of love in you, you can't help but love her that way. It's not based upon feelings. It's not based upon emotions. It's not a Romeo and Juliet situation. And again, by the way, once you get married, you're not dating anymore. You're married. And you need to live like and, and act like you're married. A date, a weekly date is not going to save your marriage. If you're not talking at home, guess what's going to happen at the weekly date? You're not going to talk there either. Excuse me, did you hear me? If you're wicked as the devil at home, you're not doing what you're supposed to do for your wife and for your husband at home. There's no Cupid out there that's going to shoot an arrow through your both of your brains to make you act right when you get back home or, or act right while you're at a steakhouse spending a whole lot of money uh, and sometimes getting food that was not even worth the money. The service was not worth the money either. Wasted money and time with foolishness. You could have been at home working on your problem instead of out in public. Acting crazy, or trying to, or trying to act like something's going on at the table because other people are doing it, and then once you get in the car, you don't speak. What hypocrisy! So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. And by the way, gentlemen, if you don't want to love your wife like that, with the great God kind of love. The agape love that God gives you for your wife. Because that's the only way you're going to make it. You can't make it with your love. Your love is not patient enough. Your love is not uh, godly enough. Your love is not uh, uh, holy enough. But God's love is all of that and more. And you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God in loving your wife in that way. Not faking like you love her. 
not telling everybody well she's your honey bun and your honey bunch of boats and everything else but at home you don't even talk you, you, you try to avoid going home you stay at the office longer you don't even want you don't want to leave work because you fear going home to meet the witch that has tormented your life for years so men to love their wives as their own bodies he that loveth his wife loveth himself. If you're not going to love your wife that way, don't get married. <clears throat> For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord of the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. <coughs> this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. And the woman who was criticized online was right, and she is right now. God's way is the best way. And I hope you get to the point in your life where you can say God's way is the only way. And know what you're talking about. Alright, dear friends, let's pray for other people. Let's pray for other families first. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all families that do not know your Savior we pray for their salvation we pray for the revival of those families that are saved we pray that you would heal all Christian marriages and families based upon what your Holy Word says not upon what their feelings are And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. Pardon me, Lord, and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all people who claim to be Christians. Forgive us of our sins of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. Help us to do so and help us to repent. And Holy Father God, I pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Help us, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get our hearts right with you and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for... All 
of the people who are in the ministry of government from the president on down all the way around to Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that you let your will be completely done in Russia, Ukraine. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray for the president and all government leaders around the globe. I pray, Lord, for their salvation. I pray that you would save those who are lost and save those who are religious but lost and fill them with your Holy Spirit and give them your strength to do your work and your will that we may lead peaceful lives uh, and continue to be blessed uh, according to your will. And the Holy Father God, we pray for all of the persecuted Christians as well around the world. Protect them and provide for them. Deliver them and grant them your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit. To do your will and not theirs. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray that you will be with your uh, government servants and ministers all around the world. We thank you for them. And we pray that you will weed out the bad ones and keep the good ones. And Lord, we also pray that you will Indeed, protect all of your Christian people who are being persecuted around the world. Uh, provide for them, comfort them, and protect them as only you can. And Lord, we pray uh, that you would grant them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours if necessary. And Lord, we pray again for the millions of people uh, who have, their families have been lost and devastated in so many ways and we pray Lord for the millions who are hurting and who are still waiting on their loved one to come back home and Lord we pray uh, those who are sick and those who are injured we pray that you'll comfort those Lord who are grieving and mourning for those who have died and for those who are in the hospital and sick. We pray that you draw all of those folks who are alive to yourself for salvation, comfort and heal those who have lost loved ones and who are sick. And Lord, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for uh, the family and friends of South Carolina teacher Demetria Bannister as we pray for some by name. Pray for Chad Doriel. We pray for uh, the family and friends of North Carolina student Chad Doriel. We pray for the family and friends of Florida police officer Shannon Bennett. And Lord, we pray 
for the family and friends of Arizona resident Mark Anthony Urquiza as well. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of the people who have uh, sent in prayer requests down through the years and even now. And we pray for their salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision blessings upon them. And all of them around the world. And Lord, we pray for a few prayer requests here. Help them all to stand strong in the faith uh, and to be strong in the faith. We pray for Vicki for your perfect will to be done in Brian's life. We pray for Sabrina. Help her to believe uh, on you as her Savior and heal her from all pain. And Lord, we pray for Srinu. Please bless his ministry efforts for all of India to hear and believe the gospel before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved already and those who have rededicated their lives to you. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith as well. To pray without ceasing. We pray for Damalus, Alan, Giannis, Priyanka, and Emmanuel. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray for Marie, Manuel, Stephen, and Olani and Irene. We commit all these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son, to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him 
The word whosoever means anybody at any time. The word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner. And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. And to turn from my evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on I am the door Jesus Christ said by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture ladies and gentlemen until next time may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.